0: Welcome to the Morecambe Bay podcast with Nigel Thompson.
1: This is the Midland Hotel. It's iconic art deco and from a distance it looks like an ocean liner. Along with the statue of Eric, it's possibly the most photographed part of Morecambe. It's never been easier to take a shot of where we are. I've just taken one now, which, if you follow the Morecambe Bay podcast on social media, you'll be able to see, and it's not bad. But there's a guy I want to work with who has taken
0: photography to another level. And I've never seen lighting like it ever. And it was everything just looked magical. People just thought, "Oh, you need be a bit more enthusiastic." I said, "No, look, it is rubbish," and it was. Sometimes you're looking through your viewfinder and they don't. You think, where are they? Where have they gone? You know, and then you look out the corner and they're actually stood there waiting for you to finish taking a picture.
1: (laughs) Darren Andrews is a familiar face around Lancaster and Morecambe. He must have taken miles of film showing everything from floods and fires to checks and children for the Morecambe Visitor newspaper. But since then, he's framed lots, lots more. And beware, his modesty in this conversation belies the amazing eye he has for a shot that really does convey a thousand words.
0: I've it differently these days because obviously a few years ago when I was working at The Visitor, I was stuck in Morecambe all day long, you know. So, so I would go for a walk during my dinner, dinner time, just walk along the promenade and just take pictures of everyday life. Whereas now, because I don't live in, I'm not based in Morecambe, I go to Markham specifically to take pictures. You know, if it's a nice evening for photograph the sunset or, or if something special is happening there. I think I did a lot more pictures years ago when I was at the paper than what I do now. But I do I do enjoy, especially in summer going down, sometimes I'm there like three or four times a week photographing the sunsets. Just looking for that perfect one, really. I always try and get people or something just a little bit quirky in the pictures. I mean, I'm not a landscape photographer. Lots of landscape photographers. But well, to me, I um, you know if, even if it's just someone riding past on a bike with the sunset in the background or something, just something a little bit make it a little bit different, really. And what, what, I, what I will sometimes do is set a scene up, have a look, and think, "Well, that's a good picture." And then you you'll see somebody twenty yards down the, down away down the promenade and you think, "Oh, they're going to walk into the picture." You do sort of set them up, and you're expecting someone to walk into the picture, and you take the picture. Sometimes, you, sometimes you're looking through your viewfinder and they don't, well, you think, where are they? Where, where, where have they gone? And, you know, and then you look out the corner and they're actually stood there waiting for you to finish taking a picture. <laughs> right. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, people are I mean, everyone's got a camera these days, haven't they? And does that make if your it, job a bit harder? Because everyone's an expert now, I suppose, aren't they? All, everyone thinks they can take pictures. Well, I mean, and to be fair, I mean all, all of our phones these days are pretty good, aren't they? I mean, in the old days when it was like we were just using film, there was a little bit of mystique about it, wasn't there? A bit of magic and, you know, people would say, oh, how's he, do, how's he doing that? You know, not many people were walking around with cameras. But I'd say everyone's got one now. Mm. And to be honest, it can these camera phones are pretty capable of getting good results.
1: Do you still use film yourself? Are you still sort of wedded yeah, to...? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, not as much as I should do, really, but the last couple of years, well, the last three or four years, I've been getting more into doing, like, pinhole photography. Yeah. Which is just basically a little cardboard box and you just put your paper inside it and use that as a camera. So I'll be doing do workshops with children where they make their own camera and then we, just, we take pictures and develop it in a little pop-up darkroom. Oh,
1: so basically good. you must get a good reaction, they must be impressed that they could do something yeah, well, as, as simple as that. Well if
0: you, if you think about it, I mean like anyone under the age of 30, they're just so used to digital imaging, mm. So when I first started doing these workshops, I was thinking, oh, I hope the, I hope it's magical for them because they're used to taking a picture on their mum and dad's telephone or whatever and seeing it instantly. So you think, oh, we're not going to be interested in this. But when, when you, you, you will go into the little dark room after we've taken pictures and we see these images appear from the developer, oh, they get really excited. It's good. It's all about the bay, the Morecambe Bay podcast.
1: Darren's work has been seen all over the world, but he's still drawn to Morecambe Bay. His murmuration shots are amazing, and his ability to see a picture is incredible. Capturing people's eyes so naturally, and the lighting cast around them is an art. Trust me, it's a real skill, as is his ability to gain the trust of people of all ages.
0: I was given um, some negatives by this this old woman just sort of stopped me on, you know, this will be about like 15, 20 years ago now. She just stopped me and she knew me. I didn't really know who she was, but she recognised me and said, oh, I'd like you to have these. And it was a load of negatives that her husband had taken. He was an amateur, amateur photographer in sort of like 60s. And at first you think, oh, you know i've got yeah. i've got enough problems storing my own negatives without having to store somebody else's negatives but i thought well you know it's a nice you know she obviously wants to pass them on to somebody who who's interested yeah, okay they're, they're amazing the pictures really? are amazing you, are you, you reminded me of when you were on about you know times of change and big crowds and this so he did lots of pictures of like Morecambe Carnival and um, wow. switch-ups, yeah. um, Faving Beauties. So all, and these pictures are amazing. And there's lots of famous people in the image. He's got like pictures of like Morecambe and Wise judging Faving Beauties. Now, nobody has ever seen these pictures. Not, not only were he good to sort of like records of old Morecambe, he really had a good eye. Beautiful, beautiful images. That's the sort of thing I look for. It's like I we was saying before, I like to get somebody in the picture, just something a little bit extra happening. If you're just doing a standard landscape, mean, you know, landscape photographers, you know, they produce some brilliant work. But to me, it's just the landscape doing the work. It's beautiful landscape. Whereas if you just try and do something with it, you know, like just wait for something to happen. It's the uh, Cartier, have you heard of Cartier-Bresson? No, no, no. Or, was he from
1: open
0: as well, was he? No, no, he's a heck so <laughs> Lived in Paris. But he he coined the term the decisive moment, which is that moment when you take the picture. Whereas now with digital cameras, yeah, yeah. that decisive moment has gone a bit because you just push you just push push the trigger down and you can yeah. take like twelve frames a second or something. And then you can choose the decisive moment when you get on. In those days of like Cartier wrestling it was a skill and mm. you know, a skill to get that right moment. It's like with football yeah with yes. football, the yeah. yeah. decisive moment. It's like when somebody's scoring a goal, if someone goes up to head the ball, you want, you want to just press that shutter, press the trigger, just, just when, yeah. you just headed it. As it I mean, if it's, someone's just jumping up and the ball's not in the shot, it's not the decisive moment, is it? Yeah. Someone who used to work at the Visitor Lancaster Garden used to do this, but I won't mention any names, but some people, some photographers in the old days, used to have a little drawer with different photos of balls in, different size balls. <laughs> so you think, you think, oh, that's a great picture I've got there, but there's no ball in the picture. <laughs> you, you just stick it on. Spot the ball. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they used to do, like News of the World and the Sun yeah, and what.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Open the drawer, put a ball on. There was, I think it was found out when you put a ball on the picture, which wasn't a ball from <laughs> right. that, that right. sort of map.
1: As a press photographer, Darren Andrews has had a ringside seat to a variety of historical events around Lancaster and Morecambe, but not all of them have gone down in the archive as highlights of recent history.
0: When Crinkly Bottom opened I, I oh, that was it. I I I was let in to take pictures of Crinkley Bottom something like a couple of days before it opened, right, and I think when it was opening and when the visitor was coming out, there was a bit of a clash. So they let, they let me in to take pictures so as they could be using that week's paper. And so I went and I came back to the office and people were all excited, hey, what does it look like? And I said, it looks awful. It's rubbish. And people were just like, sort of, oh, you miserable. You know, you be a bit more enthusiastic. I said, no, look, it is rubbish. And it was. At the moment I've been more sort of around the other side of the bay, like around um, Silverdale, Later Moss. I've been doing, doing a book on starlings. So at this time of year, there's lots and lots of starling murmurations. So I've got to get as many pictures as I can while they're here. So that's just, you know, just around the top of the bay, isn't it? Yeah. If I go in an evening, I usually just park up near where Frontierland was and just, just have a walk along there along the promenade and just see what happens. If I don't get any pictures you, you just think, Oh well I've had a nice uh, nice evening now.
1: I bet you're really disappointed though, are you? Because like I said before, the place is always changing, opportunities come up, light, shafts of light, stuff just happens, don't it? And it's it is a, a constantly changing landscape isn't
0: it? I mean, sometimes I'll drive up to Jubilee Tower and take pictures looking towards the bay so uh, so there in Bay you get a whole really nice big view of it you know you can see Blackpool Tower on one side and then you look over to your right and you see all the Lakeland Hills so if there's anything dramatic happening in the sky you know you'll see it from there. I always think you, you get better pictures the more you go somewhere you know, even because you increase your chances of getting something. When the first lockdown came last year, I, I was um, commissioned by Lancaster University to photograph the area during lockdown. So I ended up just wandering around Markham and I discovered loads of little back streets with, and houses that I didn't even know existed. So, we, you know, even you think you know somewhere, but you don't. And do
1: you know that when you take a picture, do you know instantly, as soon as you, like you said, before that moment, you know that that's the moment?
0: Yeah, you do. You know when you've got, got it. It's like if I'm doing portraiture portraits of people sometimes you're there taking pictures and you're like, oh, it's not working this it's not working and you're sort of like struggling thinking oh this is this is going to be rubbish and suddenly you might just get one with it oh that looks you know it's fair expression it's as much them giving you yeah. what, you know something good and you responding and what But i mean that the beauty of digital photography these days is you can you can have a look can't you you can have a look and think oh yeah, yeah i've got it but when you were doing film you you sometimes you'd walk away thinking, oh, oh, they look good. I still keep coming back to this one set of images I took. On a, it was just in a, on an afternoon. It was like midday, and it was this massive bank of fog just came rolling in. And it, I've never seen lighting like it ever. And it was everything just looked magical. You got the sun there walking through the, the misty fog, and you got the promenade, and people were walking up and down. So on, on that day, I took I took lots of pictures. And there's still probably from that 15 minutes about 10 images, which I still use now in the exhibitions and stuff. So it was just a magical, probably about half an hour. Well, you know that was was something special.
1: Examples of Darren's work and our show notes for this and other episodes can be found on the morgan Bay Podcast Facebook page. This is Nigel Thompson. Thanks for listening. And until next time, enjoy the Bay.
0: Thanks for downloading this edition of the Morecambe Bay podcast.